0: pronoun to you all. Let us reflect on mantram. On mantram. Let us reflect for this time on mantram. Remember, this is just a brief exploration. We're not going to immediately immerse ourselves in the specific mantram of Om. at this time, though we will at a later time. At this time, let us reflect on the purpose and meaning of mantram and the benefit we derive from it in the practice of our meditation. There are countless symbols that have enlightened meaning and draw us deeper into contemplation. Visual symbols derived from nature, such as the light of the sun, the majestic tree, even that of the inverted tree as the profound Ashvata, with its branches reaching down to the earth, and its roots in the heavens above, and the mighty ocean of perfection. Each symbol reveals to our mind's eye a spiritual relevance and expands our awareness. There are those symbols that we recognize from various religious traditions They have evolved with time and with use. And there are also auditory symbols, such as the vibration of Om. A mantram is a word symbol. The meaning and vibration of the word symbol helps us to take our hearts and minds beyond the apparent and the finite, into the infinite, into a new domain of self-discovery. Manash, from Sanskrit, means mind, and tram means across. The word mantram suggests the mind crossing over from the finite to the infinite. Remember, the mind is the soul's instrument. It must become subtle and pure in its self-reflection. Only then can it draw from the reservoir of the cosmic life energy. The ruffled mind cannot be self-reflective. First, it must be made pure and calm. We have to learn to master the mind with skill, the way an archer handles a bow and arrow. Recall the words from the Mundaka Upanishad in this verse translated by Swami Premananda. Om, the cosmic mantram is the bow. Soul is the mystic arrow. Brahman is the divine mark. With a heart disciplined by devotion and renunciation, like the arrow flying directly towards the mark, let the yogi become absorbed in meditation on Brahman. To become subjective and to meditate, the mind requires guidance. It requires something to focus on that is all-absorbing, drawing the mind inward and allowing all self-limiting thoughts to disappear. The mind requires an illuminating thought we can see why spiritual study and an ideal are so important. We understand why the use of a mantram or sacred word and a technique of meditation are essential. They are essential to help us focus on that illuminating thought that will guide us toward self-subjectivity. Vedanta has many sages called rishis or seers. And these seers or rishis are those who see truths, the mantras. The rishi is the seer of these truths or thoughts. These thoughts are universal principles. They do not belong to any one individual or group. They were never created, yet have existed throughout time. They remain covered and then become discovered. These words or mantras are not merely sounds of words, but God. The mantram, the word, is God. And we have this God within us. Think of God, speak of God. And as Buddha said, as thou thinkest, so art thou. A mantram is a special word or sacred name of God. It is repeated mentally and reflected upon by the yogi. The yogi concentrates on this mantram with prayer. Sadly, there are those who become possessive of mantram in a most personalized way. They do not understand the universality of it. There is the misconception of me and my mantram. But a mantram is a universal principle. The mantra of Vedanta is similar to the zikr in Islam. It involves the repetition of a mantra or invocation of divine name. The name of God itself is an invocation and benediction. Certain prayers, invocations, and the many sacred names for God serve as sound symbols. Infused with rich meaning, they have a magnetic power to awaken the highest good in our hearts. From the Bible, we read, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Word and thought are inseparable. Whenever you think you are doing so through word forms, the one brings the other. Thought brings word, and word brings thought. The whole universe is the external symbol of God. And behind that external form stands the name of God. The idea of name does not come without the idea of form. And there cannot come the idea of form without the idea of name. They are inseparable. They are the crest and the hollow of the same wave. But think now, not of an ocean wave, but a sound wave. A sound wave is the result of the vibrations of the sound source. From the Vedas, we know the first perceptible aspect from the source of creation is sound. Consider the science of sound of vibration, harmony, and attunement. By the power of vibration, the power of sound, we experience and understand the different stages of spiritual growth. Take the Sanskrit word, shabda. Shabda means articulate sound, considered eternal. In classical Indian philosophy of language, the grammarian Katyayana explained that shabda, or speech, is eternal, nitya, and so is artha, meaning. They share a mutual relationship, shabda and artha, speech and meaning. According to Patanjali, we know as the author of the Yoga Sutras. The permanent aspect of Shabda is Phutta, meaning. While dhvani, sound, is the ephemeral aspect of Shabda. The permanent aspect is meaning and the ephemeral aspect is sound. Om is a sacred syllable. Considered to be the first resonating vibrational sound within an individual. It also symbolizes the universe as a whole. Om conveys all that is related to God. By meditation on Om at the spiritual eye and by the practice of Kriya a divine vibration is awakened within our entire being by silently uttering this mantra om and contemplating its significance we illumine our minds by the power of introspection from Swami Premananda's spiritual interpretation of the Srimad Bhagavad Gita, according to the light of Kriya Yoga. Listen to these verses of the 17th chapter, verses 14 to 17. Performance of all sensory actions with spiritual consciousness. Guidance of the senses by the enlightenment of mind and the wisdom of soul. Cleanliness, neatness, moderation, and gentleness. These are the righteousness of the body. Utterance of enlightening, true, courteous, and constructive words, and chanting of mantras, the specific sacred words constitute the righteousness of speech. Happiness of disposition, compassion, reserve, and ability to perceive good, these are the righteousness of mind. The assiduous performance of this threefold righteousness with devotion, determination, and selflessness leads to the realization of the Supreme Self. And from the Mundaka Upanishad translated by Swami Pramananda, The mystic rituals hidden in the Vedic mantras were discovered by the sages and practiced by the ascending and descending currents of prana, the life force, within the triune ida-pingala-sushumna, Perform this ritual within yourself. This is the path which leads to the realization of the highest good. Amen. Let us all sit properly now, please. Eyes closed, spine erect, hands placed upon the thighs, palms turned upward. Together, let us offer the Gayatri prayer. Aum. Let us meditate on the glory of that effulgent reality from whom the whole universe is projected. May that enlighten our minds om